Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Cleveland, I think of all the teams that we're talking about here, just has the least to work with. They've got the one pick and the first three rounds, pick number 98, just before that uh, run of 49ers picks to close out the third round, uh, and that's it. So one pick at the ass end of the third round, what is an ideal draft scenario for that for Cleveland? They have pick 74, too. No? Oh, do they? Or am I, am I crazy? Uh, I think they have pick 74, too. I don't um, That was the Elijah Moore trade pick. Oh, so it is. They just okay. got it. it wasn't showing up in my yeah. uh, my thing. Okay, so 74 and number 98. Yeah, uh, so 74, the one guy I, I would really want to add to this defense is Siaki Ika. I want a guy who can eat up space. They, they were like the lightest front in the league last year, and it showed in the run game a dreadful, just abysmal showing last year because they didn't have the horses, right? They were throwing out you know, 300-pound nose tackles last year. And they tried to obviously fix that. Dalvin Tomlinson, they had in free agency. Good start. Can't stop there, in my opinion. That's why Siaki Ika, one of the few true 330-plus nose tackles. He's a little – he's not, like, the greatest hold-the-point nose tackle prospect, which is why he's not, you know, getting top 50 hype or anything like that. But just some size in there to to just create a little – uh, movement in the run game is something they desperately need. So I think someone like Siaki Ika, you put him in next to Dalvin Tomlinson, your run game transforms overnight, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm definitely with you that I think that's the position to target. It's really a case of what the you know what the the ideal guy being available for you is at that spot. Like I think it, their dream is there's a player they like on the interior that's available there with that pick, and they have to pounce on it because I'm with you like that. It's been a weakness for a long time. Dalvin Tomlinson certainly helps, but it doesn't fix it. Um, so they need to keep hammering. If they found an edge rusher, that wouldn't be a bad thing either. I know they added Akarwanko in, in free agency. I really like what he can bring and potentially be opposite Miles Garrett, but you wouldn't hate having a third option there. But that interior is, is ideal. I gave them in my mock when it, was, when it rolled around. Keanu Benton from uh, Wisconsin was available, uh, but that's the spot like they need to target and hope somebody is available somebody slips at that spot yeah my second pick for them pick 98 i gave them another defensive lineman i think you really have to foolproof this run game give yourself guys you know who can be solid options there okoronkwo is not a plus run defender alex Wright, they wanted him to be that last year the third rounder out of uab yeah but man rookie year he is just stiff i'm i'm not certain uh, you know, he's on his point in the developmental curve because he came out early out of UAB and, and was really just not ready for the NFL. I'm not so certain year two is going to see a big turnaround. Maybe it is, but I think, again, I'm trying to foolproof, make sure that I have options in case he's not. And to me, Isaiah McGuire from Missouri is that option that I know he can set the edge of the run. Game. Is, it, is he ever going to be an elite pass rusher? Probably not, but I do think that you have your you give yourself at least a high floor player there so that you're again really focused on the run game here because that was your Achilles heel. Make sure that doesn't go to shit. I think as a like as a quick aside, like when you listen to fans or when you hear fan feedback of like mock drafts or, or players you would select or whatever, fans buy into those mid round picks from a year ago and they're like, Well, we've got 
Alex Wright or Nick Benito or mm -hmm. whatever, like whoever the guy was that you liked a couple of years ago who you got taken in the second, third, fourth round, they're always like, that guy is going to develop next year. He'll take a step forward. He's the reason we don't need to invest in that spot. This year, I would always work on the basis that, like, unless you saw something pretty special from that guy year one, you basically can't expect him to be anything year two. And if he is, great, it's a bonus. But, like, but you shouldn't, it shouldn't prevent you from taking somebody else at that spot to add competition or just to ensure that you double your chances of that guy making an impact. Um, where do you think NFL, well, well, number one, where, where are you on that uh, concept? Number two, how do you think NFL teams view those guys? Yeah, I think if you really did not look like you belonged here, one. And that's like, that's a difference, right? I'm talking about, you know, Alex Wright specifically, unfortunately, not, not trying to single him out, but he had a 38.4 PFF grade on 543 snaps. He had 12 pressures on 311 pass rushing snaps. He just did not look like he was ready for the NFL. When that's the case, I'm going right back to the well, right? It's the Josh Rosen thing. Like Josh Rosen, because he was so bad, that the Cardinals were able to move on from him and go Kyler Murray. If Josh Rosen had so shown signs of life at all, you're sticking. They probably stick with Josh Rosen, and that's kind of how I feel about you know third round rookies. If Alex Wright had shown anything at all, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see where this can go. But when a guy really just doesn't look like he belongs right out the gate, there are guys that have obviously overcome that and turned into good pros, but the odds of that happening is far, far lower in that case. There's more flameouts than there are, uh, far more flameouts than there are guys who really turn things around.